What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. Welcome to another BritFlix.com podcast. My name's Stuart Wright, and today's guest is Scott Mann. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. Now, just so you know what we're going to do, I yeah. tend to focus on the process of filmmaking as far as the interviews go. Wonderful. You've had a hand in writing and directing this, so I reckon I'm talking to the right person. I can try. I can, I can, I can bluff my way through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, when, when I wrote my review, I sort of I said that, it's a writer's job in terms of drama to get the main character up a tree and then once they're up there, throw rocks at them. And it's like, you take that theory to its absolute extreme, I think. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it is. It, there's an absurd central kind of idea, right, that you would climb up a 2,000-foot tower, uh, especially to get over the grief of, of losing a loved one to heights and having a fear of heights. So, so it, yeah, the, the challenge is like, yeah, why... Why, right? And and are you with the character through that journey? And um, yeah, I, I think uh, like w- like I, I guess the, the film started. I, I guess it started a little before that in the sense of like looking at uh, doing a film about heights and doing a, like the fear of heights and the psychology of the fear of heights. What what makes that feel that way? And and I remember like Free Solo was a good example as, a, as an influence of just seeing something where we were with the character and we were with them, and 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 the fear was so. Um, intense because of, of, of the way that that film, you know, film played out. Um, and a couple of other things that we kind of saw like internet wise. I mean, Dawn Wall was another one, wasn't it? Yeah. Dawn Wall was arguably, yeah, it's amazing Dawn Wall. Right. And it's like, and I think, but, but I think those films, the, the kind of the nuance of, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to put? The, the imperfections and the reality of capturing it for real is part of what I think conveys it. And also like being again with the character, I remember listening to an audio clip funnily enough from a podcast with, um, uh, 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 with, with the director of um, free solo where they played a clip as he does the kind of kick, kick karate kick or whatever. And it was just an audio clip, but I remember being in the car just like being scared about heights because I had the context of what was going on and I could mm. hear and the breathing and everything that, and in a way like horror films traditionally have done that. Like I think that the kind of the, the kind of way that we, when you get connected with a kind of uh, um, uh, anything psychological, I think it has to be very grounded and real and really connect to you. Uh, and a lot of it is kind of the breathing and the rhythm of the actors. You're kind of, that's mm. what we get carried. So there's a lot of like subtleties that play into that that notion um but yeah we really kind of did a bit of a deep dive like what what is our in why what's our innate kind of fear come from what is it and and i think um and that's how we ended up in a in, a, in something to kind of accentuate fear some some event that is underlined with i was it. able my, my wife is is very much scared if i get up a three-step ladder 
So she was a, she was a brilliant guinea pig to uh, to test the. I bet, uh, I bet she loved it. <laughs> oh, it was amazing! The most daring selfie in the world that you have in the middle of this film. She would the pair of us. To be honest with you, not just not just her. I won't, I won't put it all on her. We're like, well, you stop doing it. I mean, <laughs> that sort of element of uh, you, you talk at the beginning there about yeah. you know, is this how you really get over grief? Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's true. No, it's no. I think. I think. Uh, yeah. No. It's funny. We 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 wanted to do at each step kind of a pushback of like, don't do that. Don't do that. You want to be kind of mm. saying like, don't do that. Don't be a fucking idiot and don't go. Don't go past the danger of death gate. Do you know what I mean? Don't kind of. It's don't the similarities between under your film and under twenty seven hours in the sense that. You give us basically two reckless idiots that when that you kind of go, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to care about them, but then you find yourself going, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do it, don't do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the that's the thing. I think we, we um, yeah, you kind of, there's, it's difficult, right? Because you want to try and balance it out and you'll either like, and, and, it, and, I, and I think like all these things, it'll depend on your audience, truthfully, like how that connection kind of really plays. But I think um, uh, for me, yeah, it was, it, it, it was a, it was like an accessibility of, of understandable vulnerability, um, uh, uh, but also, um, but yeah, it's hard. It's a hard challenge, right, to get the audience on board doing something inherently stupid, which kind of like you know, like there's, uh, it's it's that's there's a challenge there on the writing process. I was going to say when you when you and Jonathan are writing this, then I mean, it is it is a really smart roller coaster of a film. There's, there's no two ways about it yet. Thanks. It takes yeah. place largely on, as Hunter describes it, a pizza box sized platform. <laughs> yeah. What are you? What tips and tricks have you sort of come up with to kind of use that? Because you've got lots of space around you, but you can't. Apart from falling yeah. into it, you've got you can't really do it, can you? So, what were the tips and tricks to keep it interesting? There's a few different factors I've done. I think with the filmmaking process, like mm. one is one is saying, okay stripping something back and making it bare and like writing yourself into a purposeful corner. Like mm. that, that was, that was where we started. And, and like, like one of my favorite things would be breaking bad and now better call solo. See, mm. but in terms of the writers, I remember hearing a podcast where they wrote themselves into a corner, right? They, they purposely would write themselves into something they didn't know how to get out of and then try and figure it out. And, and, and that spurs, interesting things that you if you just know how they're going to get out at the end right from the top yeah it's not interesting because the challenge isn't really there whereas actually i think it, what we did and um, what was fun to do as a process was to say okay all right sure they get up there the ladder rips off but now what the hell like, how, how do they get down and that was a, like a four or five week process to figure out how to get down and and in that it kind of really forces you like life depends on it to think that through and um and there was a natural process to be honest like uh, with um, we, we, we basically like mapped, uh, when we were writing it, we, we, Jono and I, we basically had like, it was just by some bar, some kind of like pole in my, in my garden. Yeah. We, so something to kind of sit against and we, we kind of mapped out just with masking tape, like the shape of what we thought that the platform could be. Okay. Um, and then we sat there and we kind of went, stood on it, went around, felt, felt it out together and kind of where we can go, where we can't go, that kind of thing. And and then kind of play it out. Like if the ladder goes, what what do you do? What is your first reaction? And just try to kind of like act through it in a natural way and really like listen to listen to that because I I personally found um, when I've with a lot of writing process you end up kind of um, forcing things into place in mm. a very unnatural manner because you're yeah. doing it analytically rather than um, yeah kind of from an emotional feeling point of view. So so we were very kind of. Uh, 
aware to try and like coarsely rough down our genuine feelings of what I would do. Like when is the edge of like when I'm fed up and I've given it too long to wait for something when, you know, like taking a piss and all these kind of things that come through. Um, I think that we did a very kind of rough splashdown of how we would react to a certain point, of course, and then just looking at like how how can we get down and really just kind of like try and think really, really hard of like, what would I do? I'm, like my, I'm dead if I don't get off this platform. So what am I going to do about it? And I think that was, that was, you know, it was a lot of fun to, to kind of work through. And, mm. um, and, and then as I'm sure you were, like, it's, it, I, I think there's a, I look, I look at scripts now, weirdly as a mirror, there's a mirror in the center of a script oh, yeah. and it's kind of like you have like your kind of incomes and outcomes and, but the mirror sits at the center and you're kind of doing half of these things to set things up and half of them to pay them off as Indeed. general yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's, and so kind of playing with that mirror of like, okay, well maybe if we kind of make, you know, like, um, uh, maybe if we move those satellite dishes that are actually on the real tower a bit higher, it gives us this opportunity to do this thing. And then like, if the rope is there and, and, you know, and, and so you kind of mirror those two edges to try and maneuver into, uh, um, into, into films, uh, moments and sequences yeah. and, and just, and I think as a headline, we, we looked at like, you know, like, you know, like with horror films, you can say, oh, cattle prod the audience, do these kind of things and all that nonsense. It's like there, there are moments where I th- I look at the film, I, like, I gen- like my conclusion on films, especially at theatre uh, oh. as an experience, is like it's an experience you want to feel. So we can, and, and I'll be honest with you, like like critically, I kind of think when we, with a critique of a film, we're thinking about the film. But as an audience, when we watch a film, we're feeling the film. And, and I think you can, and, and like my focus and our focus really was to, put that front and center to the, the experience and say, look, a theater, we can watch streaming on Netflix, do all these things, right? But a theater is a special place mm. that allows this big immersive experience done right. It, it can be a big immersive experience with, with kind of this big sound scope and can really put you into, into someone and into something. And, and how do we do that? And, and, and that was front and center. And I think when we looked at the feelings that you can generate in this area, it was like, there's different flavors like suspense and tension are definitely like, it's like there's a central suspense of, you know, your Hitchcock bomb under this chair, like with yeah. every, like there's so many of them scattered through the movies. Yeah. I um, mean, I must admit you, you, you don't piss around. I mean, you basically <laughs> give us the loose nuts and bolts from the I moment. Like, literally on the base. Yeah. Yeah. It totally. And it's, it's, and it's, there's a lot of, and again, you're screaming at the, you know, there's a scream at the girls. like, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh God, don't do that. And I, and I think even to the point where if we think about films and how we, 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 we watch them. I, I even on this one, this is the first film where we've kind of written it from seed. Like Jono and I have usually rewritten films. So we've usually had like other challenges to kind of another problems, let's say to solve, to kind of do something. But it was different with this one where like we had this, we had this very clear idea of what we wanted, what in a broad sense, what we wanted to be. But, but then when you look at like a cinematic experience, um, I think you, you have to look at reality of anyone going into the cinema, because um, I've had, I've, they've seen a trailer and I've had like the trailers of the movies that have ruined movies and expectations for movies. But we wanted to even use the trailer to, like with the knowledge that 90% of people going to that film have seen the trailer. Um, how do you help that tell the story, not 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 dampen the story? And, and part of that, in my mind, when I was, when I was making, when I was, especially when I was cutting the movie was, Right, I know that they're going to use the ladder break in the trailer because it's part of the central setup that mm. you can't avoid. So you're going to have to show that, and you're going to, have to show the ladder breaks. And but then it kind of occurred to me on the on the Hitchcockian suspense ladder that 
that that's a good thing if we use it right. Because if we think the ladder, if we've seen the ladder break, we know the ladder's going to break. And there's a moment as she climbs up the first time where, where I think the audience, having seen the trailer, expects that to be the ladder moment. And we played that out and stretched that out. And, and I think it helps yeah. for, yeah, for that. You, you did me so, like a kipper. You know, yeah, good, good. It's like, and that's the thing. It's like if you if you like recognize reality. Like the problem is, we, we're in the film industry that's so fractured, right? And you yeah. have like theaters, exhibition, producers, and all this stuff. But I think like what's what we're kind of getting towards, like hopefully, is is where we kind of look at the whole ecosystem a bit more, kind of broadly, and say like, how can we use that storytelling tool and experience tool, and and do that? So, um, so yeah, so there's all those things that kind of fed into it. But I, 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 I found typically when I was cutting it that you typically could get to a point where um, the layers of kind of audience knowledge suspense driven forward, th- there's quite a lot of that you can pile on and it actually helps the experience. What, out of interest, what, what story emerged out of the cut that wasn't, that wasn't evident when you'd written the script? What, what new things emerged for you? I think a difference, principal difference, and it's more about the filmmaking, I would say, like the, the there is a temptation. Like I, I, we went all this effort to build this tower at the top of the mountain to film this thing, right? So, so, so we put literally poured like all the resource and effort into this kind of singular place, which is a kind of smart thing to do in a sense, right? Because it's all in one place. So, um, so we had that, but then there is when you're up there and you've got like a hundred foot technocrine. By the way, I never have a fucking technocrine in a movie, so like me even having a technocrine just so it can reach the platform is like is a is a hilarious thing. But then you're tempted to kind of go. Oh, wouldn't it be gorgeous if it does this move and it does this? And and you know, and, and your filmmaking is an iterative process that you try things, you feel right, but they're not always right. And I think, and I think uh when I first did the kind of first uh look at the assembly, when we had all these glorious kind of shots and things that 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 were were there, it pulled you out of point of view of central of Becky, of Becky's character, especially. And um, and I think I think I I think what we learned was to 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 go back to the roots of why we made the film, which is not about the spectacle of the film, it's about the point of view of the film. So so cutting out kind of these amazing because you know the DP is incredible, and the, the incredible shots, but cutting those out and sacrificing kind of the spectacle and the, the what what you would typically put in, but but and, and then say no, I just want to be on Becky's shoulder looking up. I don't want this elaborate move. Um, I felt like that that was what we watched through the film with and it helped kind of purify the grammar of the film to be very much from her point of view and 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 to lean into the imperfections that were kind of the inspiration of the height stuff originally does that, does that make sense yeah no absolutely no it's, it's interesting that that came out the edit because yeah. a, a question i had yeah. and you've answered it really was was about what are the challenges in terms of trying to keep sunny days blue skies and red desert interesting you know it's kind yeah. of visually it's a great <laughs> vista but we can't yeah. look at that for 90 minutes, can we? No, you can't. You know what's interesting, though? But you try and... Uh, it, it, we ended up embracing a lot of the biblical hell that we went through on top of the mountain. Like We had hurricanes and rainstorms and, and then fires that blocked out the view. Then we had, like, um, like swarms of flying ants and all this nonsense. And it was like... And we had... We had a lot of things that we at first were trying to lean against and like beat beat out, you know, mm. and like work around. And in the end, it was like, okay, let's just embrace it. And let's film this more like um, we would kind of in theatre, a sense of like play it out for real in the for sort of continuity. There is a contained element of the scene. Yeah. Um, but, but but yeah, because we were working in real in the real location with real with one big light, as in the sun, um, we we had to kind of contain the moments within the moments and it was very it was you know continuity was different difficult i'll be honest because we we had to 
we had to typically kind of film segment a whole scene the whole way in from like say let's say top down looking down yeah but the rigging to get to get let's say bottom looking up that was a day's rework to get that so so we would typically film like we would plan around the sun point in the sky and map around like the camera is going to be low today they're going to be high in the sun is going to be here so we'll film uh, we'll film a take of this scene for for an yeah. hour or two then we're gonna and and Ginny and Grace would have um, little limited supplies in that bag because they couldn't get down really once they were up there, and then they would kind of get changed or do what they needed to do, and then we would do the other part of that scene because the light is there. And, we, and so you did this dance with the sun and the schedule. It was very your first like, AD must have loved you. He, he he's dead now. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, he, he. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Easter is just around the corner, and what better way to celebrate the spring season than with a Miki Couture blanket? Whether you're gathering with family for an Easter egg hunt or just enjoying a quiet day at home, Minky blankets are the perfect addition to your Easter festivities. Made with ultra-soft and luxurious materials, these blankets will keep you cozy and comfortable, while their stylish designs will add a touch of spring to your day. And with a wide range of colors and patterns to choose from, there's a Minky blanket for everyone. So this Easter, make your day even brighter with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket just in time for Easter. Happy Easter from Minky Couture. It was very stressful the first day. Yeah, imagine. Absolutely. But that's the thing. It's like what we were looking for in this film was we went at a time when it was it was heavy COVID. There was no one else filming. Hmm. Um, uh, and and we uh, we basically got like A-list people, um, a very small group of them as well. And, and, and we were only allowed to do a small group, weirdly, because COVID restrictions the unions allowed us a smaller team because normally in America, you have, a, you know, there are limits on things and they were a bit more flexible given the the, the crisis. And, um, uh, and we had a small team of excellent people and it was a dance between, you know, like Doug doing the scheduling, Mac planning out where the sun is, the design guys, Ingrid and the stunt teams, every, you know, it was, a, and, and thank God, like Ginny and Grace were so on point and excellent that they could go from one scene here and then go back to this other scene that we did like, you know, three days before yeah. when the camera was the other thing and, um, and, and, and get that and, and, um, continuity. Like I think Barbara, it was very, very difficult, but, but again, it was like, let almost let go of that. Like just try not to, Try not to control it too much and just let it go and we'll 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 work through that, you know. So in the post. So well give it giving that I mean it's interesting because to- Grace Curry and Virginia Gardner play the lead roles, Becky and, and Hunter. Yeah. And obviously they're meant to be lifelong friends. And yeah. they're and they're, ba- they're they're the subjects of the film for, you know, let's yeah. say 95% of the film is them. Yeah. What do you do as a director to ensure that you that you could you get the right chem- never mind the right actions but chemistry. the right chemistry yeah. between them. yeah there's yeah there's well there's two parts to that funny enough. so so again it's like zooming right as a, as a as a way to meet people is not is not ideal right you, mm. you know you are limited you're cutting off of many of your senses I would yeah. say by having this yeah. kind of you know um, but. Uh, but it's the best we could do at the time because it was COVID, right? So, yeah. uh, as a as a as an audition, as, audition's probably wrong. But in terms of me meeting actors, right? Yeah. So the informality typically is kind of meeting with, let's say, 
10, 15 actors. Um, and they, you know, it's a typical actor meeting where like we get to know each other. They, you know, they check, I'm not a psychopath. I check, they're not a psychopath. And see, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, see how we all get on. Um, uh, but I think with a lot of actors, they'll say like, they can do many things, you know, like just as a, yeah. it's always like an industry job, correct? Yeah. Like I can a, ride a horse, know. I can shoot a machine. Yeah, exactly. I can, I can, I can, I can like swim with dolphins and all that stuff. And I remember James Harris, uh, uh, the producer who'd filmed, um, the 47 meters down films. Yeah. Um, uh, had made a point to say, listen, don't, you need to wash through anyone who's pretending because the worst thing you can end up with uh, is, is having someone uh, who can't swim, for example, just mm. to use that example. Uh, but, uh, but you for hours, the worst thing you have is someone who pretends they're okay with heights who are not. So I actually used the process of meeting them to kind of flush through them a little bit. And, and I showed them the diagrams, the engineering diagrams that were were, were, were there at the time. And it, it essentially shows how we've got a cliff, which is a big drop off, a really, like, really high up. And then we're building this, this really thin, like a hundred foot, so like, like, like just vertical shaft. And you're <laughs> going to be right on the top of it. <laughs> and it's like, and that's how we're going to film the film. And it washed through a lot of people where I could tell they weren't being honest with me about, you know, about how their comfort of heights. I could kind of gauge that yeah. through that reaction. And um, whereas Ginny and Grace, they were like honest. They were, they didn't say they could do it, but they said, look, it terrifies me. I would absolutely give it a go. And I, I, I think I'll be, I can't see what my body and my mind will do, but I think I'll be okay because I've done X, Y, Z. And, and it was like, and it, that honest reaction was enough to kind of go for it. And then, um, and then to your other question, like the chemistry, like, like they, I did, I, I think I got probably down about maybe eight, maybe six different actors and combinations. The first film I've ever been allowed, by the way, to cast properly. Most films in my experience are cast from too heavily, uh, a packaging component of like needing the, this person or that group of people yeah, and all yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, a, it's not an like honest way to make a movie. Um, but this one, like the producers, uh, David, James, Christian, they actually, because we went this kind of, rather than the big, bigger way, we went the smaller way. They were like, look, let's get the right people, like do the right audition process. And I, and I put them, I mixed them up in terms of different chemistry tests, um, had them just try different things. But when Ginny and Grace read for Becky and Hunter, it was I, it just came to life. And it's, it's like, it's the most wonderful thing, isn't it? Cause you, you write your kind of crappy dialogue, you know, that it's kind of all these things <laughs> and then they make crappy dialogue seem, seem believable. And it's like, I, and I think, um, and it was, yeah, so it was wonderful. And they just had this chemistry, which it just felt right. And I'd, I'd kind of, I based it a little bit. Like I had my wife's help funny enough. Um, when we wrote this to, 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 to to do it from she's got some really close friends with a similar dynamic of relationship um one particular friend who is more like hunter and my wife's probably more like becky and and um and it had that filter and weirdly that friendship that they display or the chemistry that they display even over zoom on separate calls mm. it just felt real it felt tangible i think the dynamic of them as people they're quite a lot like their characters in some respects yeah and um, and they have and they have that to fall back on as well as an honest place to kind of perform from, I think, especially yeah. when you're at the height reacting in a, in a reactive way, it's good to be, you know, it's going to be partly that person anyway. So can you remember yeah. them? Can you remember any time that they made decisions obviously on what you were asking them to do, where you were like, this is built and beyond what I imagined Becky and Hunter would be like. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I, we, we do bit. I, I think it's, it's a, uh, like specifically, I well, this I guess the the more crass one is when they start doing their own stunt work, but that's kind of like more of them as actors going past the point of like what you expect. But yeah. but I, from, 
from a from a from a creative like writing uh, uh, filmmaking position. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot of that. I think we and the way we did it, we did it in my yard when it came to shooting. We thought, right, I can't communicate with them because they're hundred feet in the air, right, and it's going to be really hard to to be a direct to direct them. Uh, and uh, so so I cut a, a wooden. Uh, like piece in my yard, in my yard, as they say in America, in my garden, mm-hmm. um, and I put propped it on a kind of a little little thing, and I had a pole in the middle, and basically it was a prop version of the top of the tower, like like pretty much measured out. And Ginny and Grace came over, and we we worked through the whole film, like in a linear fashion as well, um, and and rehearsed and acted and blocked the whole movie. Uh, in at my house first, right where I could actually be there, and we could work together on the material. And I think they. Like, yeah, they both really put um, their real mark on on the characters of like, I wouldn't do that. I would do this. I would go for like, I, I would never do that. like. They were very. You know, we have, and it's the way to do it. I think is like a creative environment is like listen, like hear what they're saying. Like they are, they are the, the kind of the age of the characters. They are, they embody that character, mm. and I'm you know, and here's me, middle aged white man. Like I do not know better. Than those than those two, right? So yeah. I think we we had a whole thing where it was just a progressive kind of step through each step and, and listen to each other about it. And there was debates. There was a lot of debates about like, would I say that? I think that's I wouldn't say it that way. And 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 I and I love that stuff. And and I think as a writer or as a filmmaker, you just you have to hold on. You just have to make sure that the intent. And the kind of underlying kind of wider beats aren't kind of um, accidentally damaged by something that might seem instead. You know, you know when you're trying to tie something in to something. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just have to kind of keep that distance. But I, I do think there's like whispers of genius that are just purely honest of them to kind of play through. And it was, and it was, it was really like it, it was amazing working with them because the the I know the the, the film is you know like I say we have an absurd setup, but but also it taps into something serious on my side for where it goes with 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 um the, the the grief element and and it was nice to be able to like there's almost like for me it was like a cathartic experience not just to kind of write that character and that opinion and that healing kind of you know that journey mm. it was actually quite that to 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 work it out with with grace especially and Ginny about the honesty of where those things all come from and how you get there. And, and it's, um, and I think there is, uh, it, it, yeah, it's, it's one of the joys of filmmaking. I would say is if you can find people who are, who kind of want to share and explore something together, yeah. that exploration you do around before you film it, as you film it, as you edit it, it all becomes part of this, this, this process that puts something, puts something together and out into the world. And, and it's very much it, very much their film, uh, as much as mine, and we felt it. You know, it's been a very uh, pure experience. Now, I, I want to avoid spoilers, but I want to share with you uh, a moment that I did shout "fuck off" at the at the screen. Uh, <laughs> all I'll say to you is is the sudden arrival of a truck. Because <laughs> I, because you know, you've you've put us through that. You've put us through the ringer, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, in your head, you're like helps on its way. And I was like, you are fucking, because because you've done so many good. I mean, there've been so many good, like thwarting know, them and thwarting I, I, them. And I, I'm like, I remember, I, I know. I remember sharing it with my, um, with my sister-in-law, uh, Vicky uh, and Mike, and they, 
And I remember them talking to me about that very moment. I, the, the thing is, I think with, with, again, you want to feel things, right? Mm. And I think feeling of things is, it is a bit of a roller coaster. You want to go up and you want to go right down. And the yeah, further yeah. down you go, the higher you can get. And so like the rhythm of the film, like in, in, in my kind of, the way I look at it at least, is like you, you have an event that takes you into a second act and sets you out. And then you have these rhythmical rhythms and then you want to go higher and lower and you want to go right down towards that third act and into the end because you want to pull the character so low that you can lift them back up again for the max, you know, to accentuate mm. the feeling. And it's obviously in my opinion, like how, how that plays for different people. But I think, um, but I think with, with that moment, with the, you know, it, it, it's, it's obviously like, no, it's very loudly foreshadowed in the first act. Right. So I think yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it, it's, um, it was doing that again. It's the mirror, right? You, you yeah, foreshadow yeah, yeah. it no, really no. loudly over here. Uh, and then it's yeah, that and beautiful it's, it thing. Is. It's a beautiful thing of, of just simply, it's the most obvious thing. And I'm still surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Just I really, just like, fuck. It's like trying to get that feeling of them. Right. And it's trying yeah. to convey again, you stay in the characters where you're in the character. And, and I found again, it was an edit tune where I went, I found like it, it was more enjoyable. I say enjoyable because it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. As entertainment, yeah. I I think cranking that, the volume of that up was through, I remember playing it, playing it so they were happy and I keep celebrating so that they can maximise the devastation. (laughs) So there's like even times and they're not really smiling and laughing, but you hear them smile and laugh and you you hear those things into that moment but but it's I, I that's what's lovely about film, filmmaking i think the editor rob holt did an incredible job and we we actually um like two things that when we shot the film uh because we shot it for imax and this big you know to have this big experience mm. uh, we were on a tiny director monitor up a mountain right so there's no real good way to look at it uh the dp mcgregor he brought this uh uh it was like an oculus a vr oculus headset oh, okay which which allowed allowed me to look at the, the the monitor on an IMAX virtual IMAX screen in the cinema and see how it looked. So Jesus. What, yeah, it was great because what that did is it, it informed how we shot it. And and typically we would shoot wider and wider and wider because when you see something on a cinema screen, I think there is a lot more it's just a different experience, isn't it? It's a different, and yeah, we yeah. just went keep going wider, wider. And we ended up sticking tape on the monitor saying, go wider, just as a general reminder, keep going wider, keep going wider. Oh, wow. And um and 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 we did that and that sat, and then I I ended up going and buying an Oculus to to in the edit process when Rob and I were editing uh, transatlantically as well we um uh, we would oh I would watch the cuts in the same theatre mm-hmm. virtual theatre rather than watching it on my computer it was a case of watching and experiencing it in a theatre each time and 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 what we found is that tuning of editing those kind of moments it's like they really you really have to give it like the context to build up the player payoff and mm. and try to tune it and again just trying to listen to the right hopefully the right instincts it gets harder when people give notes and then you really kind of get wonky with instincts don't you but yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. during the pure part of the experience i think it was we we try to keep that rhythm as as yeah as, as kind of as real and as organic as as possible right just one last thing because it's just it's just more of an observation yeah. than anything else yeah uh, sure Please tell me that the 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 vulture moment was a nod to Conan the Barbarian. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say yes for you, but <laughs> I, you know, sadly, it wasn't. Really? Can I say yes? 
Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, isn't that bad? But now you say it, it should have been. I should have done a thank you in there, right? It's yeah. like, you're absolutely right. It's Because um, uh, I turned to my wife, I'm like, I, I, I almost second, I was like, there's only moment where I kind of second, I said, I was like, come on, the barbarian here. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's right there, it's right there. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. It's, uh, uh, no, the, that, by the way, it's a filming aspect, fucking hell. Film, don't film with birds, man. Like I would say, really? like, it's so hard. So hard, because you can't fake it. You can't film real, like, we had the Hollywood's finest vultures, and they were great. And the people doing it were amazing. But uh, it's, you know, they just don't take screen direction, right? So <laughs> <laughs> they're just like sitting around eating like meat out of someone's leg. And it's like, it's just all, it's just really cumbersome. And for a film where we spend the majority of the time doing this kind of elaborate kind of high capacity dance in the, you know, in the, in, in there to then have to go and like, just sit still for like half an hour and wait for a vulture to turn its head. It's uh, <laughs> really hard. So, um, but, but, you know, it's, it's, again, it's, it's, you have to, you get, get what you get. And you don't get upset. As I always always say, it's most devastation and, you know, get what you can in the can and, uh, and then, you know, make, make what you can out of it. Right. Well, so that's what, that's what I ended up doing. Well, look, it's a fantastic movie and thank you very much. for giving you time on the Britflix podcast. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.